Running it back. From the top. Back to one. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start on a sad note. On a somber note. It's somber. Black security guard responding to, to shooting is killed by police. This is from the New York Times. A black security guard at a bar in the Chicago suburbs was killed by the police as he apparently tried to detain a man he believed to be involved in a shooting, the authority said on Monday. This is a story that's made the rounds. Um, you've probably heard about it. You might not have. But essentially, this is the worst case scenario. This is the best and the worst case scenario. It this, is actually, yeah. This is your this is your uh heroic good guy good guy with a gun, but just happens to be black. And happens to be in uh a Chicago suburb, which according to a lot of people, Chicago is Iraq. Chirac. It's it's basically the worst place on earth. It's yeah. the most violent place on the planet, and there's nothing we can do about it. According to a lot of people, but not if you've actually ever been to Chicago. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. Um, Officers from several police departments had responded to reports of a shooting early Sunday morning at Manny's Luxury Lounge in Robbins, Illinois, said Sophia Ansari, a spokeswoman for the Cook County Sheriff's Office. Witnesses told the police that a fight had broken out and someone had started shooting. After the authorities responded, a police officer shot the guard, Jamel Robertson, 26, who had a gun. Mrs. Ansari said Mr. Robinson died at the hospital. A legal firearm, guy doing his job, mm-hmm. helping other people. Um, yeah. What is this? Is this going to do anything? Is this going to move the needle at all uh, culturally? No. For anyone? Sadly, it won't. I mean, Will the NRA respond? Um, probably just because they like to respond to things. They, they it doesn't matter what they say. They didn't for Philando Castile, who also had a legal firearm. Oh, yeah, they didn't. They they really didn't. They were quiet they as cats. They really didn't. I mean, I guess that's a good point because they did, they really they really were a hush on that. What did you think when you first heard the story? What I thought was when I heard the story. When it first came out, I think it actually broke um, on a, I want to say, like earlier this week. Yeah. Like when it when it broke, I first heard about it, and I was want to I was waiting to see what the response would be because I'm sure because this thing they have a pattern at this point, this will happen, and then their 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 police department will release a report saying that all these things is why it happened, even though it will contradict what the witnesses saw, because. What you read, the witness is saying that he had a um, uniform marked security. People were yelling at he was security, and and they shot him. I think the police released a report saying that he didn't have anything on saying he was security, and that they told him to put the gun down multiple times, and he didn't. He didn't. He didn't comply. Right. So there are definitely conflicting reports on what happened, and that's what always happens. It's. Yeah, it's always a story to help scrub the guilty party of looking terrible. Right. And in this case, the guilty party are the police officers, and they look terrible again. Right. And I guess it's just to steer the rhetoric away. It's, it's, it really is divide again because, you know, people are going to lean to the extremes because people are saying that 
you know, it's just cops being racist and they lean to one side. Mm-hmm. And then the one side is just cops are trying to do their job. And this just happened to be an unfortunate event. And collateral damage, they'll say. Collateral damage because they were responding to a shooting a saw guy with a gun. And. But what, witnesses say that he was wearing clothing that's clearly, clearly stated that security. He was security. And there are multiple people that screamed, he is security guard. He is a security guard. So. I don't like, I hate to just rain on the, just get down on the police that much because I know their jobs are stressful. I feel like any job where a gun is a part of your uniform is a high stress job. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I don't want, I hate to just come out and start bashing the police and just say, oh, the police are just racist or whatever. But these things happen way too often. And I feel like you can't go the other way and just act like race isn't part of it at all. Like I hate that race that race exists everywhere else except for in these instances. Because mm. it's always like, oh, it's just this guy doing his job, you know. But I'm not saying like I'm not saying he's a racist. Yeah, I'm just saying that there are definitely preconceived notions that people have in their minds about black people that may make you act a certain way when you encounter them. You wanna you wanna hear how it's worse? How? Wanna- Family friends of Mr. Robertson said that he worked as an organist at a lo- at several local churches no. and had once dreamed of becoming a police officer himself. Damn. Mr. Robertson had planned to play later that day at the new Spiritual Light Baptist Church. How in the world does this... Does the security guard get shot by the police? Pastor Turner said. A young man that was literally just doing his job is now gone. Um... So if he was planning to go somewhere else later in the day, this was, I guess it was early in the morning or oh, yeah, early was, in the day. It was, it, was, it was late at night. It was like late night. So it was early in the morning. Kind of oh, okay. like, you know, bar like closing time. All right. Oh, okay. I see what, I see what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you don't think that this will move the needle at all? You so don't I think, know. I think are, are enough people talking about this? No, not yet. I think they will. I've seen it a lot on Twitter. Yeah, on social media. Yeah, they, have, they have to pick up steam. People have to like, like start picking up steam and people start caring about it. And then they'll like generate a base. But it's not going to move the needle because it's just people are just going to be on the divide and they're going to scream at each other and nothing's going to get resolved because everyone's going to be on their side. No one wants to learn anything from each other. So that's what it's going to be. Like it's going to be it's this polarizing event that just push people to one side or another and no one wants to learn from each other about what's going on. Like, I, do I think every cop is racist? No. But I do think that there are preconceived notions about black people when you encounter them that make you quick to tri- pull the trigger sometimes. And I think they have to be addressed, but you can't act like it doesn't exist. Because if, if you act like it doesn't exist, you can't fix it. Yeah. So you can't act like, oh, it had nothing to do with race. But it probably did. I'm not saying that. Am I saying you remember the KKK? No, but I'm saying you may have preconceived notions to make you react a certain way towards. Also, this guy could have just been an idiot. That too. He could have just been a bad fucking. He shouldn't be. He should be somebody that doesn't deserve to have a gun. That is definitely that's definitely also a possibility. But my thing is just, I don't want to go there first because I feel like that just causes people to be on the defensive. I'm saying like, right. I'm just saying that can we at least entertain the fact that this may be an, that this may be an issue, right? Because too many this happens way too often, and too often is written off as coincidence. At this point, you can't throw anything out the window, right? So just every possibility should be on the table. Yeah. So just. Try to go towards a solution of some sort. It's not like no one's saying, like, I'm not saying fuck the police or anything like that. I'm just saying this happens a lot. 
It happens way too often. It's way too often a story. So can we just entertain the idea that maybe when you see a black person that you react a little differently than you would when you don't see one? That is all I'm saying. Yeah. I think that's perfectly fine too. I, I, I think that's a conversation that needs to happen more often. Right. Because you can't be comfortable. You you can't be comfortable having that conversation, no matter which side of it that you're on. But the only way that you can have some semblance of solace is by expressing your emotions just openly and honestly, and talking to someone who's going to understand that, and talk and having that conversation and and reaching to a, a point where you both understand each other. Right. That's it. That's because, the only way this is going to work. Because that is an uncomfortable conversation to have about race. But you know what's also uncomfortable? Being shot. So Being shot is very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, I mean, we're trying to do one to stop the other. Yeah. So. Well. Yeah. You know, b- before we move on real quick, I got to say something about my home state of New Jersey, who fucked up this week. And I don't know if you saw. You probably didn't see any of it. Maybe. But there was a snowstorm that happened. Oh, I think I heard about that. And there was no preparation whatsoever that happened. There was no snow plows. There was no salting of the roads. There was nothing. People were stranded in their cars on the freeway. Damn. For hours. We're talking like five, six, seven hours, fam. In your car. They shut down the Port Authority. Like, how does this happen? Like who's got a who's got a role? Yo, Governor Murphy, you fucked up. You got to pay for that. I'm sure there's some other people in the offices over there that that got some answering to do too. I'm not blaming the weatherman. This shit came. They saw it coming, and it was nothing out of the ordinary. It's almost Thanksgiving. This is when the snow falls in Jersey. So don't fucking try to tell me that oh we didn't know this was coming. This was unprecedented. No, it's a fucking snowstorm. You see the shit happening. Get ready for it. There's no fucking reason anybody had to be in their cars for seven fucking hours. No heat, no food, no water, no nothing. How the fuck does that happen? Somebody's got to get fired. If somebody don't get fired by Monday morning. You went like you really went straight Jersey for that. Like, because listen, man, like you. Yeah, no, you went like it'd be like when the hurricane hit Houston and all the streets were flooded. We couldn't plan for that. There was no way you saw that coming. But even still, we tried. Even still, you tried. We definitely tried. But you know, when it rains in the city, there are certain streets that are going to flood, right? Yeah. You know that that to be true. And it doesn't take much for them to flood. It takes maybe 30 minutes worth of rain. Definitely. Okay? It's the equivalent to that. It's the equivalent of saying that, I don't know, let's say like Yale Street. Probably floods. Studemont Street. Allen Parkway. Allen Parkway flood. Oh, yeah, for sure. Allen Parkway floods for sure. That'd be like saying, I need to get on, I need to be on Allen Parkway and I know it's going to flood. It's like, no, you go around. You find a different way to get around. You you figure that shit out. Right. There's no fucking reason for a snowstorm to shut down an entire state like that when you've been dealing with this shit literally since the beginning of time. Man. It's bullshit, man. I mean, damn. Fuck you. Yeah, y'all fucked up, Jersey. Y'all fucked that shit up, man. I'm mad. I ain't even like, I heard about like the 400 wrecks, some shit like that. Yes. It was a lot. 
Like, in one day. So that's all that's all the claims, man. That's a lot of claims. That's a lot of claims. That's a lot of claims, dog. <laughs> that's a lot of claims. Man, I bet they mad. I bet I bet Geico's pissed. <laughs> Geico is pissed right now. They are heated. They as mad as you are. Probably. Probably more so. Shit. That little lizard oh, that, that is pacing a, a he's pacing back and forth. That his lizard liver. there is like see, using all the kind of like British like <laughs> profanity, like saying, What the fuck bo- you guys doing? Bollocks. Limes, <laughs> my cunts. I don't know. He is he's not having it. <laughs> lizard's lizard's fuming. You know who's not fuming? Whoever is Jill Scott's boyfriend at, at the current moment. Did you see this video? I think everyone's seen this video at this point, yeah. I don't think everybody's seen this video. I, don't, I, I feel like you should have. You definitely should have seen this. This video of Jill Scott performing. Um, she's filleting a microphone. She's filleting a microphone at her show. Yeah. Now, hang on. Are you a fan of Jill Scott? Yeah, I've been a fan of Jill Scott for a long time. So this, I, I got the first album, Who Is Jill Scott? Yeah, so. I remember them hidden beach records. I remember her working with DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm. That's a Philadelphia connection right there. All right. But I've never seen her perform live. But I feel like if you've heard, but I feel like a lot of people don't really listen to Jill Scott like that. But if you are a fan of Jill Scott, this should not surprise you. No, not at all. This should not surprise you. Jill this, Scott gets busy. She's about this. She's about it. She's been about this. And listen, I know other people have had this conversation. And I know we're not breaking new grounds by saying this. Absolutely not. But thick women know how to. No, Jill Scott's been fine. I don't, I don't no, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about thick women know how to give toppy <laughs> in a big, bad way. I think it's more about effort, just so that anyone know really. No, 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 no. Don't don't skate over this. Not, is this facts or is this no facts? It's not like because I feel like yes this, or no. No, I'm gonna say no because you're saying no. See, you put me in a oh, uh, see God. there. You go, see, uh. you put you ain't let me listen. You put me in this weird like no because you put me in this hardline thing. And I'm like you, you can't hardline one or the other. There's no there's no it's not a black or white answer because anyone can because there are thick women who can thick women who can't. There's there are thick women who can and can't. It's just about your effort. That's all it is. Like I'm not gonna say like oh this person this type this type can this type can't. It's not about that. It's not about like who you are. It's just about effort. All right, you know what? Whatever. I'm saying like I'm I'm, I'm just being for real. Like that there it's just all about effort. It is Period. all about effort, but it Period. is it's also all about natural talent. What? Yeah. How are you born with that talent? Like I'm not saying you're born. born I'm not saying you said natural. I'm saying it's like instinctual. Again, like how's it instinctual? Like what instinct are you going from? Like you have to just find what you're good at. It doesn't belong there. How can you be good at that naturally? What do you mean it doesn't belong there? It doesn't. Where else is it supposed there. to go? I mean, I know where else it's supposed to go, but I mean, it's like you know, if it shoe fits. That doesn't apply here. That's this makes sense. You remember that old? You remember that game, that puzzle game with like, um, you know, you have the shapes. Yeah, and you put the, the you the put the you put the holes stars in the, the shapes. shapes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, if you uh, are creative and you can finagle, you can fit certain shapes into holes that don't, you know, necessarily fit. Yeah, but but natural and you have to find that. You have to be able to figure that out. Like you can't just be like, oh, this the the circle. 
goes into the square hole. Duh. It's like, no, you have to like, you know, maybe twist the circle around, maybe turn it on its side. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, come at it from the back. And then, and then, you know, eventually find a way for the circle to fit. That's all I'm saying. It's like, you have to like, you know, discover that ability on your own. I don't think that's how that works, but whatever. Um, yeah, no, that's not an, it's not an extinction. It's just, Look, this show, is, this show is not going to work if you like don't agree with me on certain things. That's actually, actually how that's actually how it works because it's like <laughs> that's actually how this works. Like you'll disagree with me, I disagree with you. That's how this, that's how the thing goes. I don't it's, like what you disagree. It's with not because I'm right. Why are you disagreeing right? with me? I am right. How are you right about? This? Because I'm right. No one instinctually gives head. That's not a thing. It's not an instinct. It's not. An, it's not a natural thing. Some people do. Some people just don't. It's, it's each his own. Nobody doesn't anymore. I mean, some people, some people still don't. They don't make people like that anymore. They still do. No, they don't. They do. They don't. You're being being reckless-minded about this. I think you just. I think you want to believe that people don't, but people actually don't. A lot of people do, but there's some people that still don't. I'm not going to believe that. It's okay if you don't, though. It's really okay if you don't or do. It's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Jill Scott. Where do you rank Jill Scott in terms of like R and B? Um. I don't want to say diva because she's not a diva. She's high up there though. She could no. She has a phenomenal voice. She's pretty good. Like she's. It's very, ain't, it ain't even always about the voice underrated. too. Like she does have a phenomenal voice, but her overall, her overall, like presence and performance, like yeah, she's great. She's great. She's almost like not. She's she flies under the radar because she doesn't put out like the radio hits. Yeah, but she's always on the road. She's got like. I'd say some classic songs. She's a grossly, to me, she's grossly underrated. Grossly she's underrated. Grossly underrated. Yeah, I'd say so too. I'd that's, like that's, to see, that's before this video. That's just me personally. Well, yeah, after this video, it's like, where's the meet and greet? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I can't wait for the, for the response to that conversation. <laughs> what do you, my, I mean, my timeline or my DMs are going to be just people are already like f- really unhappy with me about my certain my certain takes about what the cheesecake take was not not very popular. I know I know people stand like that for cheesecake though, like because me I'm I'm a different about cheesecake. It's like it's there, it's fine. I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna get this is my first choice, but it's there. People like it, whatever, I'm, whatever. So I mean, I don't think people just were just like caping for cheesecake like that though. That's what I'm surprised by. You and me both. I mean, it's whatever to me, honestly. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about cheesecake at all. And I don't care um, what kind of cheesecake you give me. I'm not going to like it. Even if I do, I'm still not going to say that I do. Damn. Who would you think is the, who would you consider the sexiest man alive? And why is it me? Um... Can I pass? No. No, you have to answer this. Who's the sexiest man alive? This is is an audio format. I got nothing. Nothing? Well, according to People Magazine, Idris Elba is the sexiest man alive. He's he's at this year? Yeah. I feel like they just pick people at random, though. Well, the backlash from last year... Was oh, so loud and extreme. That, oh, it was at Blake Shelton, right? Yeah, oh, people yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. "Are you kidding me? Is everybody else dead?" 
And they were like, okay, so we need somebody who's like across the board acceptable. Sexiest man alive. I didn't even care that much last year. Honestly, people I heard people getting mad about it, but to me, it didn't really matter because it's like I don't Who reads People magazine? Could you tell me one person like where have you ever seen a People magazine outside of like a dentist office? Well, actually, uh I'm not supposed to ask that because like he's worth he's worked at the grocery store and it's always All right, there that's not what I, that's not yeah, I mean in a home. Not. I mean in somebody's home. Uh man. No, 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 no one I talk never. To. You've never seen it. No one I talk to. Have you ever seen anybody bookmark people? I guess it would be peoplemagazine.com or people.com. I feel like it was relevant a long time ago. Nobody should give a shit about this, but unless it's somebody that you actually like making the cover. And I fucks with Idris Elba. So I am standing for Idris Elba as the sexiest man alive. Now, if it were anybody else, I'd be like, ah, who gives a shit? But the validation of Idris Elba. Being sec- I, that's like the third different way I've said his name. I don't know if any of them are correct. I, but the validation of him being the sexiest man alive is... Uh, it's called Stringer, Bill. That's yeah, it's name. called Stringer. It's called Stringer. <coughs> yeah, I um, actually Stringer. How do you feel about this? How do you feel about a black man being the sexiest man alive in the world? Uh, am I supposed to care? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't. State care. your take. I don't. I mean, I'm happy for him. Like, I'm sure. Like, but I think he. Oh could. yeah, you think that's gonna make his day? No, other than the fact that he's like a millionaire. And I mean, it's one thing. It's nothing to add to all the other stuff he's doing. I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad thing to happen to your day. It's definitely it's something to put on your resume, right? Like, like if you alive. ever stop acting, you yeah. just write in, "Hey, I was the sexiest man alive for yeah, an entire the, year." It's definitely at the bottom of like your resume. It's like other other accomplishments. Oh yeah, sexiest man alive. Mm-hmm. Put that Skills. right there. Yeah, skills. I'm sexy. Skills, yeah. So I mean, I'm happy for him. Um, in terms of that, that's always that's that's gonna be kind of feel kind of cool, right? Like you can just say that in a conversation. I'm the sexiest man alive right now. This is me. Is there a sexiest woman alive? Do they do that? I think that. Mm. I feel like they. I feel like they shouldn't. I don't think they do. I'm, I don't probably, think they ever did. Probably, Maybe they used to, but I don't think they do. It's probably anymore. best they don't. If they did, though, who? All right. So you're CEO of People Magazine. And like it's the year 3030. And men and women have finally achieved complete equality. Oh, we got there early. <laughs> good. That's good. They come, and for whatever reason, People Magazine is still around. They say, all right, Ed, we need the sexiest woman alive. But we need her. We're going retroactively and we're doing the sexiest woman <laughs> <laughs> from the year 2018. We know you were there because you were you were cryogenically frozen. You've only been awake for Psychotic Demolition Man. Yeah. Exactly. So I just come back to pick the sexiest woman alive from but, that year. But now you're the boss of this, this fucking, is a terrible fucking movie. You're the fucking boss of People magazine this for whatever reason. Movie. You go straight to this is dude straight to Redbox. <laughs> this is straight to Redbox. Who are you choosing? Oh man, on the spot like that. Yeah, that's. I was hard. gonna. I, I thought of this earlier, but I didn't want to like spring. I didn't want. I didn't want to give you time to think about it because I want your raw reaction. Man, that's so difficult. Um, fuck. You going actress? You going athlete? You going singer? I don't know, man. Like you UFC you, fighter. All those things are there, you know. So it's like really hard. Um. Hmm. To me, right now, Angela Rye. 
Ant. Whoa. Yeah, not right. Interesting choice. Yeah. Angela Rye. <laughs> Angela Rye is so is she a writer or a reporter? She, she works for she works for CNN. I know she works for CNN, but what is like her actual title? I want to say political analyst. Analyst. That, that, that seems very broad. Oh, you know what actually came up when I Googled her? Angela Rye is an American attorney and principal CEO of Impact Strategies, a political advi- advocacy. That's not how you say that word, is it? I don't think. Yeah, I think so. Ad- yeah, advocacy yeah, firm yeah, 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 in Washington, right. D.C. I really second guess my. You got that right, sometimes. though. You got that right, though. I did. Uh, but yeah, she's an attorney and uh, she works for political advocacy in D.C. She's a liberal political commentator for Siena. That's a. Solid choice. Why her? Why would she be considered the sexiest one? I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just think this is a great choice, but very out of left field. Is it? Because I feel like I feel like if I don't think that I don't think that if they did do a sexiest woman alive, I don't think that they would pick. Yeah, because we don't pick political... for the right shit. Because I mean, because she because she's she's gorgeous number one, mm. and she just she's very intelligent. She's state common. I wouldn't be surprised by that. That's what that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Imagine those conversations. Probably got, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but yeah, like I want someone I could talk to afterwards, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> after what? After after the part that makes you sexy, like that's and that what sexy is about. Like who you had who you like to have most sex with? Dude, what the fuck? Like, look at her. I'm, t- I'm telling you. Who looks like that? She does. <laughs> She's so attractive. She does. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a great pick, man. Thank you. I don't know who I would pick. I've actually thought about it like for a couple of days. I still I haven't been able to come up with a solid answer. I mean, I would, like that's my answer now. I mean, but I think that was. No, I don't think you should change it. I think that should be it. I think that should be your uh, your 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 answer. Good call. Thank you. Um, oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ed. How old are you? 35. How old do you feel? Uh, 18 some days. How old do you wish to be right now? 35. If you could go back to being 18, would you? Fuck no. What if I told you you could? I wouldn't. And all you would need to do is take a trip down to the county office. Um, yeah, no, I still wouldn't do that shit. <laughs> There's a man in the Netherlands who says, I don't want to be 69 years old anymore. I want to be 49 years old. Dateline. Utrecht, Netherlands. Self- you practiced that one. You practiced that one. You practiced that one. Don't even act like you didn't. Why can't I just know that? <laughs> you practiced. Because you were worried about advocacy. We could say Utrecht. Get out of here. You practiced that. You practiced that. You ain't going to come back or you didn't practice that one before you got here. Why did I get to call me out like that? <laughs> I'm just saying, though. I don't, think, I don't think I'm the only one that knew that. I feel like, I feel like if anyone... Who knows you knows you practice that one. And they don't, they don't know you that well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Utrecht, Netherlands. 
self-styled positivity guru, Emil Rattleband. So many things wrong already when you hear that introduction. Right off the bat. Self-styled positivity. Go on. Thinks age is just a number. And his number, the Dutchman wants, changed. The 69-year-old TV personality has asked the court in the Netherlands to approve his request for a new birthday that officially would make him 49. Rattleband said that his legal appeal is consistent with other forms of personal transformation that are gaining acceptance and government recognition in the Netherlands and around the world. With this freedom of choice, choice of name, freeness of gender, I want to have my own age. I want to control myself. He said Thursday. Rattleband said he wants to avoid age discrimination in society, especially on dating websites. <laughs> so when I ask for a mortgage, for example, they say it's impossible, he told the Associated Press. If I go on Tinder, then I get women from 68, 69 when women are there. How about just being economical with truth about his age? I don't want to lie, he said. I want to be myself, so don't force me to lie. It's kind of accept- That's kind of honorable. He doesn't want to lie about his age. Right? You can't ask the courts to help you legally catfish people. <laughs> that is not how that works. You can't just legally catfish people and say, I'm 49. That's not, no. And you can't ask Netherlands to help you. Lie by your age because you're all those 69 years. All of them. All of them. Um, and oh boy, I didn't practice this one. Marjolaine Vanderbrink. Fuck it. Yeah. Who specializes in human rights and gender issues at Utrecht University's law school said age discrimination is a problem, but is different than the issues involved in reassigning gender. Quote, it's quite clear that elderly people have a much smaller chance of getting a job than younger people, she said. But it's just one element, and it's only something that happens to you once you reach the age 40, 45, 50, depending a bit on your job. Whereas gender is something that follows you from birth to grave, and it determines nearly everything, and not just in the labor market, but everywhere, she said. In rare cases, even race has also become more fluid. In Britain, theater director... Oh, damn it. I should have read this whole thing. In Britain, theater director Anthony Ukendayo Lennon has attracted attention in part because despite being the son of a white Irish parent, he looks like a mixed-race man. He also has written and told journalists that he thinks of himself as black. Okay, so now we're getting into the transracial stuff. Uh, Ed. Uh, State your take. Where do you stand on being able to just change your age because you want to date younger? I feel like... And get a job at an amusement park. No, I feel like people who entertain this would be even more upset if you can allow people to roll back the odometer on a car, which you can't do. Mm. Like, those years are there, they happen. It, the reason why you can't align it to to um, the to being transgender, changing your name, is that you're changing something. You have to, you're still acknowledging what you once were. Like, when someone has to go and get their gender changed, they have to, they were once this, now they've changed it to this. 
as opposed to getting your age change. You cannot, you can't just undo twenty years of your life. You can't act like they didn't happen. Yo, I don't understand. Like, what would he, like, what would he do with that extra twenty years exactly? Because like, not like you get more twenty years of your life back. Not like you get to live to your, your, your um actual age. It's like, well, my legal age is 60, 60 something, but I'm actually. Um, hundred years old or something like that. That's not how that works. You can't do it that way. And would you be able to do that in reverse? Like if you were eighteen and be like, I just want to go out for a beer tonight. I'm gonna go down to the county house and see if I can get my birthday changed. No, you shouldn't be able to because you can't. Well, it's slippery slope, Ed. It's a slippery slope. It's not, don't don't say slippery slope. It's a slippery no, slope. It's not. It's not. Slippery. People love to do that with arguments that aren't aren't slippery at all. It's no, not it's slippery. slippery. No, it's not. No, I'm slipping down over here. It's, you're not. I'm all oiled up. Slipping around. Go wash off. Like it's not slippery at all. There's nothing slippery about this argument. It's ridiculous. This man just trying to legally catfish people and saying that I get age discrimination is a thing, but you live those years of your life. Like that happened. You can't undo 20 years of your life. And a a side note, you think he feels like he's 49 years old. You look all 69 years. You look like every single one of those 69 years happened. And they're clearly on your face. So let's just put that to the to bed for one moment. On top of that, you can't just legally catfish people. You can't do that. You can't just say, oh, I'm, I feel like I'm 49. Well, you lived 69 years. Yeah, if, if he was on a date and the girl was like, wow, you look really not great for 49 years Yeah, you old. look horrible. <laughs> you look terrible for 49. Yeah, you should, you like, should really geez, try to shoot What older. happened? You should go older. You'd be like, oh, I'm 89. It's like, wow, you look fantastic. <laughs> right. Because the thing is like, no no, no, I'm sorry. This isn't going to help you on Tinder. Being as you're a self, a self-proclaimed positivity guru, yeah. like that's clipping at the knees right there already. Yeah, maybe you should try get a job, and you'll have better success on Tinder as opposed to just being right. Because yeah, because six nine people, six nine year old men that are about this shit can have no problem with Tinder. Oh yeah, you'll find someone, and they don't even use Tinder. You know what they do? They just they just live basically. Yeah. So my thing is like he's trying to go the wrong way. He's just living life wrong. Yeah, if you're 69 and still on Tinder, yeah, you're living life all the way wrong, sir. Yes, that's a that's a whole other. That's a slippery slope, Ed. It's not slippery Um, at all. You know what is slippery? No, our standing with our advertisers. Okay, now listen. Taco Bell told us to eat shit. Eugenics told us to go fuck ourselves. I don't know what happened with you. What happened to Eugenics? I don't know what happened. Like, they we, weren't. They we were weren't good. happy about the 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 maple syrup line. But man. that happens though. Like that's a real thing. But you weren't supposed to tell people. That's supposed to be like a. It's not a. It's not a glitch. It's a feature. Who doesn't like pancakes? You don't like your. All right. You know what? Listen, we got a new sponsor this week. Who doesn't like pancakes though? Just tell me that. We have a new sponsor this week. An American. I need for you to not screw this one up. Okay. I, I, I have look, a family to feed. Look, the first one, I'll take that. The second one, I didn't do anything wrong there. Like, it was, I thought that people like maple syrup. It sells like hotcakes, pun intended. <laughs> so I don't understand what the issue was. Or does it sell what, like hot takes? Ooh. Yeah, you were taking too far. But, <laughs> but I don't see what I did. I don't see what I did wrong there. It's, look, okay. I'm not, I don't own that one. It doesn't matter if you can't see it. It's whatever, dude. They were pissed off. They Whatever. they took their money and they ran away. Whatever. Okay. So now we're going to hear from our new and hopefully permanent sponsor. I mean, but like, like how much does Frank Thomas want for you to pay him? Enough to cover the, the, the cost of 
size 17 shoes. Yes. Because he's huge. All right. This podcast is not brought to you by Easy Clothing, the clothing line where you pay a lot to look like you have nothing. Here you can get t-shirts and sweaters made from the finest potato sacks and jeans that were worn by at least three people before you. Keep an eye out for us this summer when we drop our new line of keychains, which can be financed starting at $5,999 down and $299 a month for 72 months with a low 1.9 APR upon credit check. Easy clothing, because looking cool is a choice. Shout out to Yeezy Clothing. Yeah. Hopefully, we can continue getting bags from them. Got my keychain. Got my early keychain. That's, that's, that's a pretty heavy keychain you got there, man. Your I mean, chain is heavy. I mean, like, but I, I, didn't, I if you're paying that much for it, I hope it's a heavy keychain, though. It should be. It should have some weight to it. Oh, it's got weight to it. But they got... It's got debt to it as well. I mean, it was given to us, though. But they didn't mean... Yes, that's true. They were given to us... Thank you very much for the key change, Easy. I hope nobody uh, tries to jack me for it. Right. Um, hey, we got a voicemail. We did. We got a voicemail. Did you hear it? I didn't hear it, though. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear it. Okay. Well, I'm going to play it right now, and then we can hear it, and then we can respond to it when we're done. Okay? Okay. All right. Hang on. Hey, guys. It's uh, Victor from Houston. Uh, just wanted to... Tell you guys that I love your show, and you guys are doing awesome. Hope you guys have tons of success. Uh, using this Anchor app to see if you guys get this message. Um, you guys are hitting a bunch of really key, um, important topics, but I don't think anything is as crucial as the travesty of what you have done to cheesecake. Let me just tell you guys that you guys have it completely wrong. Cheesecake for the win. Uh, yeah, I have no idea why. You guys don't like cheesecake the best. Adios. Yay! Shout out to Victor. I don't hate cheesecake though. I'm just indifferent about it. No, I hate cheesecake. But man, and that's what people are mad about. People are people are really mad about the cheesecake thing. But yeah, no, shout out to Victor. I felt bad though because I remember Victor told me he moved out to the woodlands. Yeah. And I was out there for like years. Yeah. And then he finally got out there, and before I could hang out, I was like, "Yep, I'm moving back to Houston." And he lives like five minutes away from. I him. know. I know, like, he literally lived around the corner from me. Yeah. And I was just like, damn. But I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. And I was like, look, I'm so, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I was out there for, for longer. But I couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. Woodlands is really rough living. <laughs> is it rough? It's, I, I would say, you're far away. You're basically well, yeah, in another city. It's far from everything, yeah. You're basically but, in another city. Right. The, that's the rough part. I mean, there is not that bad. But I'm saying, like, yeah, you're far from everything. If you, like, live in the woodlands and you don't ever plan on leaving the woodlands, I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, it's great. But if you want to be a part of other people's society. I was a recluse for, like, five years. Yeah. It was, you know. But, um, yeah, I'm sorry for leaving. That wasn't personal. (laughs) But I had to get the fuck out of there. But I appreciate the voicemail. Gosh, I really need to get my voice back. Um. Okay, so before we go any further, I just want to um, take two seconds. This week was kind of weird. Um, a guy I went to, so I, I go to the I go to this gym, and there was a guy that worked there, and he was there 
all the time, especially when I was bartending and, you know, working late. I would go to the gym late and he was the guy that worked overnight shift. Uh, but he passed away, I guess, over the last weekend. And there was a sign up front on the desk um, with a uh, GoFundMe link and his picture on it. And what like what like really fucked me up about it was that like I saw this guy all the time. Like there would be like days and days and days where I would see him. And he was always the nicest dude. He always gave me a fist bump. He was always like, have a good workout. He was always cool as shit. But I never sparked up a conversation with him Mm. because, like, he was jacked, like, enormous dude. Like, always the biggest guy in the gym. Um, And even though, like, I've been going to the gym for a while and I've been, you know, I'm pretty comfortable there. Like, it's still um, sort of uncharted territory for me to, like, make gym buddies or make gym friends. Like, just because, you know, I know how people are and... Not everybody wants to be approached at the when they're working out. <clears throat> but finding out he passed away, it was like, like, damn, you should have at least introduced yourself. I should have said hello or, you know, made conversation with him. And that was kind of a that was kind of a weird thing. But then Stan Lee passed away. Oh yeah. And I don't know about you, but Stanley Stanley's contribution to this world is greatly responsible for who I am as a person. And I know that sounds weird because, you know, your parents and your friends and your family, they should all have influence on who you are. But in addition to that, the stories that you read and the characters that you get to know, they all have a hand in shaping your moral compass, so to speak, Mm -hmm. I, I believe. And when you are reading comic books young and you, and you, you get, um, a sense of who these heroes are from a very young age, you learn that being a hero, being a good guy is a hard choice to make, but it's always the right choice to make. Mm-hmm. And even though I never met Stan Lee, I get the feeling that I knew who he was because of the characters that he created. Um, they were a, reflect- a reflection of him as a person and a reflection of the person that he aspired to be. And they were relatable and they were um, characters that you could easily fill the shoes with yourself. <clears throat> and I, that's, you know, it's, um, it's easy to pick a reason why he was so beloved and legendary. But the, the reason why I uh, gravitated towards him was because of his imagination. Yeah. And being an only child, my imagination was my first friend and my best friend. So him being able to take his imagination and do what he wanted with it and achieve this incredible amount of success is is um, beautifully inspiring to me. So um, losing Stan Lee this week was really rough for me, but I, I the, the the comfort that I get from that was that he lived a long life. And I don't think yeah. 95 years old. And I don't think that there was a day that went by that he didn't get a tweet or a letter or a message from someone saying how much he meant to them. So I knew that he was loved and that's, that makes it okay. So I just wanted to say that rest in peace, Stanley. Yeah. Um, okay. We got some Q and A's. saw that. We got some Q's, so we got some A's. Yeah, okay. 
We do have some. Yeah, we have some. We have quite a few Q and A's. So I think what what we could do is like each week we'll 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 tackle a Q. That's cool. With some A's. Okay. That's not all right. I mean, uh, you can say questions. Like we're not going anywhere or answers. No, I like we're, saying I like saying Q's and A's. I mean, are, are we that hard for time that we can't say we can't say question mm. or answer? It sounds cooler when you say Q. Does it? I think so. That's debatable. I got a Q for you. Okay. This one's from Emily in Houston. What's Ed's story? Oh. Yeah, man. Like, I'm really, I'm kind of, I'm trying to keep this brief. Like, let's start at the beginning. Okay. I'll, you were swimming through the ovaries. Let's not go that far. Let's go a little, let, let, let's, let's skip that. Um, I was born, I was born in 83. Um, both my parents are Nigerian. Uh, Where were you born? I was born in Houston. I was born in Houston. Do you know what hospital? Jefferson Davis Hospital, which is not, it was no longer standing. You were born in Jefferson Davis Hospital. Yes, <laughs> you don't have a choice of where I'm born. Like, what, what is what is that? How you, you should have been you should have been born in Malcolm X Hospital, son, because that exists. I don't. Know. It doesn't. It should. Right. Um. Because, like, yeah, that'll happen here. But uh, yeah, I was born in Jefferson Davis Hospital, 1983. Uh, my dad was a pharmacist. Mom was a nurse. Uh. I'm one of five kids. Where do you sit in the in the five? I'm number, I am number two. So you're the second oldest. Second oldest, yeah. Okay. Second oldest of five. Um, let's see, like, what my how? I guess. Um, I guess. I guess. Like the most important event of my life probably is when my dad passed in second grade. That's kind of a life shaping moment. Um, my mom raised all five of us. By herself, I guess I really can't think. Like, there's nothing that you can say that I can say about her, and that's going to even sum up what she what she means to me and all of us. Because I mean, she worked seven days a week for about maybe say twenty plus years. It's a lot of hours. Yeah, she had two jobs after my dad passed because she didn't want she wanted us never to need for anything. Like we, I wanted a lot of stuff, but I never needed anything. Like mm-hmm. it was never, I never had to worry about where my next meal was going to be, or you know, like if we're if, like light tea or clothing. There was never an issue because like she just worked her ass off to make sure we had everything that we needed. Um, so you know, and like I said, like that moment probably shaped, probably shapes me more than anything. Yeah. Uh, and so she raised all of us. Um, and up. Where did you grow up? In Houston. in Houston. What part of Houston? Uh, Southwest side, like uh, an A-Leaf. Where'd you go to high school? Hastings High School. Okay. Yeah. I'm, just try- I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to get you, to, sh- trying yeah, to, get no, you to shout out some areas, man. Kind of, it's just kind of hard talking about myself. Like, I'm not, just not want to just like say nah, I get that. I hate talking about myself. So it's like, but I want to try and give, <coughs> I want to try and make it brief and not so preachy. But yeah, so came up in um, A-Leaf. Uh Started off, started off in college as a political science major. The more I got into it, the more I didn't like it. Shifted to pharmacy. And graduated from pharmacy school in 2012. Um, everyone else, my whole family's in the health field. Like my sister's also, my sister behind me is also a pharmacist. Sister behind her is a psych, is a psychiatrist. Brother behind her is a dentist. So my mom did all that by herself. Mm. Like I said, I can't really, can't. I don't know, like, even, I didn't get how she did it then, but now I'm an adult. I don't know how the fuck she did that shit. I still don't know. And I'll never understand it. 
So, like I said, I can't say enough about her. Yeah, you can't pay that back. Never. Can't repay her. Ever. The most you could do is get her a chain. Maybe. Uh, that's, she was so smack forgot her a chain, though. She'd be like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing? Give me this. But mom, be, my mom is so, bust down. She'd be mad. She'd be so mad. It's, you don't see the drip? She'd be so mad. She, don't want no, she, she wants no drip <laughs> at all. She would, she would slap me like all kinds of ways. But yeah. Um, so why a podcast? Why the podcast? Um, I guess just my upbringing just made me look at things differently than people do. And I don't want I don't want like I have all the answers. I just have a different way of looking at it. So you can do it what you want. Like I said, like a, I feel like a podcast is like if you don't like it, just turn it off. You guys listen to it. I, no, I, don't turn I, it I off. Hope you wouldn't. But I'm saying though, like you have that option though. It's not like at like, least listen for 30 seconds so we can get the stream. That'd be nice. Yeah, but I feel like you have a choice as opposed to if you don't want to hear, it, you still have to listen to it. Right. So and I just feel like I don't have the answer. I just feel like maybe look at it this way. And you can do it that way. You will. If you don't want it, then you don't have to have it. It's up to you. So, but then, but also, I want to talk to a lot of people. They said, "At least you've been on a podcast." I'm like, okay, so mm. here I am. Here we are doing that. So doing it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's my story in a nutshell. I don't know. I hope that's enough. I hope that you're leaving a lot out. I mean, there's like I said, I could be doing this all day if I want to. Like, it's so much that's there. Like, there's so many like relationships that I've or, or people that I've met. The things that I've done that I could go into, I could be here all day. So I don't want to do all that. I mean, we have we have time, bro. We have remember we have a lot to cut out. So like we're at the fifty minute mark right there, but we we're cutting out like a few minutes already. So damn. Um, Please share with the class. What else is that? What else is that to share? Who's your BFF? Oh, Steve. Shout out to Steve. Steve. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm at, I've known Steve since the sixth grade. AKA Scuba Steve. AKA Slim. AKA Young Corona, AKA <laughs> Young Corona. Mr. Green Thumb, AKA Brother Brother, AKA. He got a lot of, he got a lot of, he got a lot of AKAs. A lot of them. But yeah, I'm not since sixth grade. Like, he's on me and my older brother since. Like, he, I think he met my, he knew my, he knew my older brother first because they played, he played, he was like a, my older brother played basketball and he was a manager. So that's how they met. And then he came home and then, I, then we met and they've been rocking ever since. So, uh, let's see what's about me. Oh yeah, like I, I met, I met, I met you through Ricky, mm-hmm. and we shout out to Ricky, aka on- Young Laser Quest, <laughs> aka uh, Mister Sequoia, because he's out in California now, and they have like sequoia trees. I out mean, there. is that his name? Or are, you just, are you just making it? I'm just making right shit now? up. I don't even I'm know if like, they have sequoia yeah, trees. Like you're just ma- I in like California. I've never heard of Mister Sequoia, like, aka Little Avocado Toast. Is that what? AKA the lemon tree. I'm sorry, I know that you're making these up now because I no, no 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 he actually has a lemon tree in his backyard. Yeah, but that's not his name though. That's, you can't just say I'm giving tree. it to him. Yeah, you can't making, give yourself a nickname. You got to get a gift. You go though. Yeah, but that's what that's what's fly about. I just want to make sure that I'm it's coming straight off the dome. I just want to make sure that these weren't said before. No, I missed all these. I don't think so. I missed the sequoia one. I missed the tree with lemon tree one. I just want to make sure I'm caught up. That's all I'm trying to do right now. I like little little avocado toast. I like that one. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that one for him. I don't know if he does though. Yeah, he likes avocado. Uh, I mean, does he want to be called a little avocado toast? I don't care if he doesn't or not. What's he gonna do? He's like half a he's half a country away. What's he gonna do? He's gonna do nothing about it. That's fucked up. He's gonna call him a little avocado <laughs> toast. He can't even defend himself. That's kind of jacked up, but but yeah, you know, we met through him because um I don't know. I guess you were at the house one day. 
Yeah, he like I was at one of the mini parties yeah. that he threw, and we happened to be there. And yeah, so you know what's funny about like meeting people as an adult is that like when you first meet somebody, like you talk to them, like you've been like you've been knowing them for a while. I mean, yeah, like you don't introduce yourself, be like, "Hey, I'm Aaron." Oh, hey, I'm Ed. Like you just talk, be like, "Yo, Kobe doing it to him, huh?" Yeah, <laughs> and then you just go from there. Basically, yeah, because it's because you're not in a formal setting, so mm-hmm. in Jackson feel formal. It's like, hi, I'm such and such. That's weird. Yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not an interview. Right. It's not an interview. and it's But it is kind of like an interview because you're like, I may like this person. I may not. I never, that's, I guess that's why I don't make that many friends because I just don't really, I don't, like, if I do talk to you, that's cool. And if not, like, it's fine. Like, I don't need, I'm not auditioning for friends. Like, I'll talk to you because you're there. But if you don't talk to me, that's fine. Like, I'm, I was okay before this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be okay after it. Yeah. So that's how I, I mean, people are cool. I'm just saying, like, I just not really auditioning for friends at this point in my life. I have a, like, I, I come from a family of five. I, like, I'm one of five. I'm never lonely. Yeah. So it's just like, I'm not auditioning for friends anywhere. Yeah. I, I meet cool people and it's fine, but it's like, you don't like me, I'm good. So you get along with your siblings pretty well. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, they're siblings. Like, we live in, on top of each other, so we're going to get each other's nerves. Right. But yeah, no, we're we're all very, very, we're all very, very close. And um, yeah, and we all, we all, we all support each other. All right, $64,000 question. So. What do you hope to achieve with the podcast? Just to um, give people another way of looking at things. Uh, just just to give people another way of thinking about something. I don't want to say like I have all the answers. I just want to give you alternative alternative perspective. That's all I'm trying to do here. Um, I'm, I, I don't have all the answers myself because if I did, like I said, I'd probably do something else. I have all the answers. He doesn't. But I'm like all, all, all I want to do is give people another way of looking at looking at things. Oh wait, we gotta add, I gotta you gotta talk about something else. What's that? Who's your GF? Oh, Amanda. But we gotta talk about it though. Okay, we can't yeah. have an origin. Oh, we can't yeah, have, no, Amanda. Have an Ed origin story without talking right, about. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, that's that that your, is that is true. You better have. I met yeah, I met Amanda in um, pharmacy school. Uh, actually, she was undergrad when I was in my third year pharmacy school. Mm, robbing a cradle. Is it? No. <laughs> so, like, that's like six years younger, like six years younger than me, though. So he's six years younger than you. Yeah, yeah. You're robbing a cradle, though. Is it? I mean, well, we're not gonna get into it. <laughs> whatever. It's not. But or whatever. I don't care at this point. But um, <laughs> yeah. Like I think she's the opposite of me. She's very outgoing, very personable. You um, guys are very yin and yang. Yeah. But it works because like I just, like we we let each other live for the most part. And um, we accept each other. I accept that she had different interests for me, and vice versa. And we just accept each other for the most part. It's because people tell me that it's supposed to be work, but to me, it never feels like work. It doesn't feel like work being with her. Like it never had. Like it never really. I mean, it never. It really doesn't. I'm trying to think about it. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. just like. What are the odds you think that you would meet somebody that you get along with that well? at in such a close proximity to you um i'm gonna say one in 78 million no it's yeah definitely it's hard but i feel like also um i think that it takes a level of honesty with each other that people aren't ready to do um reveal to each other oh we're about to get some truth bombs i'm just saying because it's like i feel like we let each other we i feel like we we i feel like with Amanda, 
I'm the more I'm more of myself than I've been with anyone else I've been with. Mm. Which I feel like a lot of people that are in a relationship can't say they're being their hundred percent self, or at least close to it. No, you're right. Yeah, you can. So I feel like that. And I feel like I, I also encourage her to be 100% herself. So even the things that I like and don't like, like I just have to accept them. I, I accept them. I have to like, you have to weigh out what you can accept with the person first. Right. You have to know what you can and can't take. But if you can, then you have to just let them be themselves. And in turn, you can be yourself. And there's just like a little comfort there. And how did you guys meet? Like I know you met in pharmacy school, but did you guys meet at a party? Did you no, guys actually, set up? no, actually, um, we have a mutual friend. Uh, her name is Dawn, and she was actually my she was actually in my class, and she worked at Target where Amanda worked. And one day, like, um, one day, uh, my friend had a project that she had to, to go turn in, and she had to at her job, and she had to go turn in that same day, mm-hmm. and I was like. I wouldn't do anything else. And she, I think since I worked at the time, she couldn't do it herself. She, had, she worked at another store or something. She couldn't do it herself that day. And I was like, well, I can go, I can go to your job and get it for you. And she was like, cool. So I went over there and like, I, I met her. That's where I met Amanda the first time. She was working that, that day and she was giving me shit. Mm-hmm. And then I just remember, I just remember seeing her, but I just kind of like, I was like, oh, she was cute. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of like wrote out my, wrote out my mind. And then me and that friend were also in an organization in school later. And we were talking to the undergrad people. And when she was talking to undergrad, I saw her there again. Mm. And I talked about, I was like, I, I was like, I want to meet her. How did you bag Amanda? I mean, I just told her straight up, like, I want to take, I want, I want to take her out. Cause at that point I was like, I can't, I don't want to do this friend thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like that's just, it's just too gray. Yeah. Like, I just want to know if you are or not. Yeah. So I just asked her like, you know, Take you out like I'm interested and beyond. I mean, I'm interested beyond being friends. And so after she said no, <laughs> how did you reapproach it? <laughs> she, she said yes. <laughs> um, and it was funny because like our first date, we went on. Um, she's actually she's actually very um, Catholicism is very important to her. Mm-hmm. And I took her to go see Paul, which made a lot of like religious jokes. Mm. That was our first date. I was like, damn, this is like the worst thing I could have taken her to go see. Was she mad? No, she yeah. wasn't. Like it's just you know, like living, you learn type of thing. Yeah, but yeah, like so how long you guys been together now? We've been together about six years. Okay, I think. Um, actually, more. Actually, I think more going on seven. Woo, seven. Yeah, seven. Seven years. Yeah, crazy. We're gonna do another A. We're gonna do an A for A. All the, right, the A. Um, this one's from James. Says, what inspired Aaron to be straight edge and how does he feel about straight edge culture in general? Okay. So I have two answers. I have the answer that I tell people when I don't feel like explaining why I'm straight edge. And I have the answer that actually is the reason why I am straight edge. Then why don't we give it, why are we going to go to the other one? Because the other one's kind of like dark and morbid and it always brings a room down. So, okay. So the reason I tell people, the reason that when I don't want to explain, I'm just like, oh, I just didn't get into it. None of my friends did it in high school, and so I never got into it. Gotcha. That's kind of a lie because I did have friends that smoked weed and drank and yeah. all that other shit. Yeah. Which leads into the reason, the actual reason why I'm straight edge is because I grew up in a real small town. My graduating class, I think, was like 200 kids. And we lost a lot of kids to overdose, drinking and driving, oh, damn. suicide, 
all kinds of things like that. So you see that ripple effect when a child is lost in a community like that. And because my mom is so empathetic, she would really feel when, you know, even if she didn't know the kid, she knew of the kid, or even if she knew that it was a kid, she would get really upset by it. And I just didn't want to cause that kind of pain for her or for anyone else. So the easy, the easiest answer for me was just stay away from drugs and alcohol. No big deal. And so I didn't know what straight edge was back then. I didn't really get a handle on it until I was maybe in my early 20s. And I didn't want to claim it unless I was sure that I was really living that lifestyle. And depending on who you ask, straight edge is any number of things. Like you're not straight edge unless you're completely vegan. If you abstain from sex, oh, it so really man. depends. That's that's, that's, that's got to be annoying. <clears throat> it is annoying because... There's also a sector, and it's prevalent in like Europe, but there's some pockets here in America where straight edge is also tied into white nationalism. And there was actually a group of kids um, that got arrested out in California <clears throat> for um, something along the lines of like inciting riots and things like that. But there were a bunch of white nationalist straight edge skinheads. And so that straight edge culture kind of gets tied into this twisted and warped and, um, you know, ignorant white nationalists, you know, ideology and things like that. So it makes claiming straight edge and and talking about it with people um, hard. And it also makes it like, you know, being a, you know, a minority in that kind of culture, like it's, it's also like, I'm a little, I'm a little removed from it. Like there's communities online that I still participate in, but I wouldn't go to a show these days. Like I, I wouldn't go to like a, a like a hardcore show or anything hey, what like do you that. Show? Well, like what happens to that show? It, it, you just go, you just like bands play. But oh. other than that, like, but you don't know who's in the audience. Like you don't know who's going to show up, which is the problem. But I mean, like, in, I guess I'm, I'm trying to understand like why you, why, like, were the bands different at the Straight Edge shows, or what do you mean? Because you're saying like the other there are shows that people go to and stuff like that. I'm like, is it just like bands that will play? Yeah, like, can you go to any other concert for that? Or no, yeah, you can go to you can go to any concert, but the like if you go to like a Straight Edge show, it's Straight Edge bands. Oh, yeah. So like, the bands are all are usually always pretty cool, okay. and for the most part, the people in the audience. But it's like it's like you know almost that one percent person right. that could that could ruin the, right, the party right, for right, everybody right. so you know um so yeah it's just like it's not something that i ever really thought was a big deal until i don't know maybe i was like 25 and people were like wow you don't drink you don't smoke but you don't do any of that shit and it's like no like and it wasn't it's never it was never weird to me but i understand why for other people it may be um, unusual, so to speak. It was more like an afterthought. Like, yeah, I, mean, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, you don't? Yeah, I guess so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's and that's honestly like for most people, it, that is what it is. Like, it's just oh, you don't, and then that's it. it's move on. It's like on to the next subject. But every once in a while, there's people who like will try to get to the bottom of it. Like, so did you have a problem? Like, are you in recovery? Like, it's, no, it's not any of those things. 
I just thought it was funny that you are a bartender. Yeah, like, I was a that's bartender. That's the part that got me. That, that, that's the part, like, when you tell me Trader's <laughs> Mike is fine. I'm like, well, you're a bartender too? Like, how the fuck, how, how do you do both of those? And that's the, that was the other, that's the other facet to it. Yeah, that's that. the part that got me. I was like, okay, so you don't even know what you're doing. Yeah, but so you know it's like, how do you know what you're doing? How do you know your drinks are good? It's like, well, I just asked the customers, dude, they like the drinks. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like there's not like there's there's like whatever is the most obvious answer is the, probably the answer that you're that you're not considering. Yeah. So it's like how do you know you're doing a good job? It's like am I being paid? Is anybody unhappy? Then yeah, I'm doing a good job. How do you know your drinks are good? If they order more. Yeah, but it's like it's like something like a blind driver is like how you, how you doing? I'm not I'm not crashing. Yeah, I'm not crashing. <laughs> I'm not crashing. That's how I know I'm doing the right thing. But but if it's a blind driver and he's never gotten into an accident, are you going to fire him because you can't see? <laughs> like you got to right. You got to got to so weigh the good with that. I was like, oh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. That issue more than anything. Like you be like you be sure I was like, okay, that's fine. He doesn't drink whatever. It's cool. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, he's a bartender. He serves drinks. He doesn't drink. <laughs> now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> now he's interesting. <laughs> He wasn't interesting before, but now he's um, interesting. I mean, because that part is just like you don't drink. It's okay. More for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. I think this, I think this, I like the I like the Q and A section. We should call it the E and A section or the questions and answers, whatever. <laughs> I like e, I like Q and A. Or how about Q four E and A? Oh, questions for Ed and Aaron. Wow. Sign it up. All right. Sign it up. Okay. Um, do you have a Edradamus or a, um, a positivity note to end on? Um, Wait, what did we say we were going to talk about before the sh- before we started recording? I mean, you were going to get into it. Oh, um, I was no, I was I was asking like, is it a big? I guess my question is like, is it big to buy tampons anymore? Oh, right. Yeah, because like I because like I went like I went to go buy tampons today. Mm-hmm. And I got like a few funny stares. I like, is that a thing that people like? Can guys not buy tampons for people? I think if you're questioning about whether or not what why a guy is buying tampons at a grocery store, then you're just like you're an idiot. Yeah, they're not for me. Like I yeah. don't understand what the issue is. <laughs> Very obviously not for you, right? And even if you do make that joke, it's like the the best the best time for that joke was in high school. Like that was that was the height of that joke. That was it. Yeah, like if it, you didn't use that joke by then, like that window was closed, yeah, man. It was far closed. So I don't. Yeah, actually, like I think the first time I bought um, a man tampons, like apparently, um, I didn't. I didn't get the right ones because apparently they have like a. <laughs> Bro, how dare you not get the right ones? I didn't know it was my first time going out to go buy them because apparently they have like a, they have like they have a um, a tampax and tampax pearl. There's, Which, a di- there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. Apparently, like, because the pearl is like a, a smoother, a smoother um, applicator. Like, it's plastic and smoother. But I'm like, why is this a choice? Like, I thought, like, why do you? Why, why aren't they all just that? <laughs> yeah, you would think that you would just make the ones that are the most comfortable and the easiest to to use. Like, th- like those would be your flagship product. Yeah, right? I've, I've gotten over it just because, like, I think that someone told me like, oh, it's plastic, and people have other reasons why they want other ones. But to me, it's just like I was like, I, I was wrecked. My brain's wrecked for months. I was like, I don't know why they even. Like, I was like, why do you have options? Like, why is that just not it? That's a great point, man. I didn't know. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know, but it was just no. Like, yeah, you should you can learn something. Just I don't think it's a big deal to buy them, but I, 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 I definitely learned something. 
I was like, oh shit. Yeah, they they have like why are they all just like that? She's like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know either. Like we're both I'm perplexed. But whatever. Yeah. I got the right ones this time, so I'm good. <laughs> it's good. No, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. There shouldn't be. I just think it's weird that people act that way about things. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Maybe they're looking at you because they're like, wow, that's I need a man like that. Or I need someone like that in my life that would go out and just I don't know if that's what the look was, but I mean, I just don't think I just didn't think it was that big of a deal. No, nah, it's not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. Um, okay. I guess I do you have a pro tip. I thought I did, but I can't find them. I don't know what happened to my list. Um let me see if I can think of one off top. Uh oh, here's an old one. <clears throat> here's my pro tip for life. 90% of the success you will receive in life is dependent on whether or not people will want to spend time around you. So you got to be a good shit. Okay? It's not about where you went to school. It's not about your degrees. It's not about your accolades. It's about whether or not someone can stand to be around you for eight hours a day. Are you going to ask them about their weekend every Monday? Are you going to try to uh, convince them to join your fantasy football league? Are you going to invite them to uh, your, uh, you know, knitting crochet party? These are all, these are all fine things to do, but only if someone express interest. Okay. So don't be annoying. Don't be the office snitch. Don't be the office bully. Right. Just be a good shit. I like that. You would you will advance. I like that. Pro tip for life. Okay. Um, I guess I'll leave off with it's kind of like it's is is similar to the last one I left off with. I'm gonna say that it's okay to fail. Ooh. I feel like a lot of people just think that they go with this preconceived notion they're gonna get everything right the first time, and you're not. That's okay. Because some because failure is also an awesome teacher. It's the only teacher, really, if you think about it. I mean, yeah. Somebody had to fail in order to get that lesson. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's okay to fail. I mean, definitely work out your craft or whatever you're trying to do and put your best foot forward. But if you don't get to where you need to go or get to where you want to achieve, just try and get a lesson from it. And that lesson will make you better in the long run and you'll just try again but it's okay to fail it's okay to fall you can get back up and you can keep pushing uh just don't be afraid of failure because i mean the worst thing than failure is just not trying big facts all right well there we go episode five yeah dunzo (laughs) all right everybody see you next week all right